Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday night edition. Sean Kelly into the night. How is everybody doing today? Um, I'm on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. Um, I want to thank Carnation for um, sponsoring tonight's show. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, I got a great guest coming on. Um, he talked about, you know, he sent me a message about some haunted farm, okay, that he runs, okay, that he works for the people. It's called Duda's Farm here in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. Hello, Ashley. Good to see you. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, having him on a guest, but I was going to wait a couple weeks down the road. But unfortunately, the person I had scheduled to come on, hi, Shannon, good to see you. And person I was supposed to have on the show kind of like quit, you know, couldn't make it, didn't get no response back from him. So um, I hey, Cindy Simpson, good to see you. And so I asked him to come on tonight. Carla, great to see you. Bobby White, great to see you. So I'm going to read the gentleman's bio here, and, and it's like really, really interesting. Um, I'm definitely excited to hear what he has to say. Um, Roy White is a part owner, master builder at the Duda's Haunted Farm in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. Have been in the haunted attraction business for over 20 years and also built another attraction that's very successful in Western Pennsylvania. But I always wanted to have my own attraction. That's where the partnership came about with Duda's Farm. Now I have been creating my own nightmares for people to enjoy for the last two years. I can't say enough good things about the Mark, about Mark and Andrew Duda. They have backed me 100% with all my crazy visions and ideas. Always push myself harder and harder to bring the most realism out of each scene. Tony, good to see you. Jonathan, good to see you. Bobby White, Leah, glad to see you. Uh, and without further ado, my guest tonight is Roy White. Hello, Roy. Good to see hey, you. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, good to see you. Good morning, Mike. Good to see you, man. Yeah, how's life treating you, Roy? I mean, What's going on down there in Brownsville, PA? Life has been treating me good. Uh, extremely busy. Um, actually, this year I pushed my deadline a couple months forward, and we're doing an event in July. So um, it's been pretty crazy. <laughs> what, what kind of event? Uh, what we're going to do in July is going to be called Blood Fest. Um, everybody, every other haunted attraction tries to use Christmas. They use Valentine's Day. They use St. Patrick's Day. I wanted to go different. So we created our own event, Bloodfest, mm -hmm. July 13th and 27th. And, um, and and you're doing the whole project yourself, right? Yes. Mostly all by myself, yes. That's I cool. do have some very creative people with me that have been with me for over the years. They're actually watching the show now. Um, I've watched them grow up and turned into what they've turned into, and um, it's been great. They all came back to work with me now. So where do you come up with all these ideas to do something haunted? Oh man, it's just, it's been like since childhood, man. Um, I grew up in South Philly, and um, no matter how bad it was down there, Halloween time was Halloween time. It was done at dark the way it should be. 
Um, people watched our children and we had a great time from door to door. I mean, we used to bring home pillow sacks full of candy, but most people had a haunted house in their house. They would turn it into it. And um, it was just really a giant impression on my life. And um, I've always wanted to go forward with it. Are there, I mean, I remember you, because there were uh, neighbors around my house that would do the same thing. They would make like a little haunted house on their porch or something like that. And I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. Now, see, back then, that was like in the 70s and they 70s, 60s, 70s. And uh, Halloween was fun back then, you know. Oh, I mean, yes. And, yes. I mean, uh, like I, I always tell everybody, bring Halloween the way it should be. Um no matter how bad it is, you watch your children, you let them experience Halloween at night. <laughs> yes, I know. But but you know what? I can see where some parts of the city, like here in Pittsburgh, I do believe in the city, they have those Halloween uh, trick-or-treat, trunk trick-or-treats where everyone brings their cars. Yeah. Time and open up. Which I don't blame them, you know. Yeah, mean. actually, um, at last year at the farm, uh, the owners always, they've been doing a pumpkin patch for their family and, you know, everybody to come and enjoy too during the day for the la probably over 20 years. And right. um, last year we came up with the idea at the last of the season of the pumpkin picking, we also did a haunted um, daytime thing for the kids and did trick-or-treating on the hayride, which was really, really a cool experience. Now, do you... What do you prefer? Like you said, you did another attraction here in Western Pennsylvania. Are you allowed to mention that? Uh, I choose not to. <laughs> you choose not to? Okay. Yes. And then you know what? That's okay. But um, how did it go by meeting uh, the Dudas? You know, uh, actually, farm? going by meeting the Dudas was um, it was pretty crazy. Um, I have an inflatable rental business, I have a um, mechanical bull. Um, I only live about 10 minutes from Duda's farm. Um, I grew up, I've been here for the last, uh, 20 years. And, um, so his wife called me and wanted the mechanical bull at their son's graduation party. Um, she's like me, she wants everything for the best deal. And so we kind of went back and forth and, um, she got a really good deal. And before I left that day, I told my wife, I said, I will have the best deal at the end. I said, I'm going to have this farm to do what I want to do on it. And um, I met Mark and Andrew Duda, and I explained to them who I was and what I wanted to do. And um, took them about two weeks. Um, this is the end of July now of the first year that we started. And they called me back and they said, hey, listen, let's go forward. Let's do this. I was like, okay, well, we plan it for, you know, 2022. And they were like, um, no, we want to do this now. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? wow. Okay. So um, we had pretty much about a month and a half to set up a uh, four acre corn maze. Um, it went over extremely well. It really mm -hmm. did. Um, we put it all together. We, we, we did some, all of us did some crazy hours and um, we got it together. And last year we had a lot more time. Um, I would like to mention that we made the best maze in the country last year by scarefactor.com. Okay. So it was a uh, very exciting um, last year. We also brought into the hayride. You know what I mean? We brought the hayride around and, um, that's going very well. And that's what it will be at Bloodfest. It will just be the hayride, of course, because the corn won't be tall enough yet at that time. Right. And why a corn maze? Was it their idea? Was that your idea? Or did they say we want a corn maze? Well, and so just so being um, Mark Duda um, always did a daytime corn maze for the children to walk through. And I was like, hey, let's just use that corn maze and turn it into a nighttime one. You know what I mean? And um, they're like, yeah, let's do this. 
So um, I've been in the business for over 20 years. I've been in the back, the front, every side of the business. Um, I've always watched people come and go. Um, that maze, that corn maze blew my mind how many people walked out of there. They wanted nothing to do with it. That really impressed me. I've never seen that that much in the haunt industry where people would just five feet in there like, you know what? We don't care about our money. We want out of here. You know what I mean? Um, Which I kind of understand. Corn has always been a big fear for me. Um, Since I've watched Children of the Corn since I was a kid, I have not liked (laughs) cornfields. Right. Not at all. You know what I mean? And this is, you know, how the story basically starts with you. Um, my fear with cornfields and, you know, me working out there at night in the middle of the night and everything. And, um, you know, I, I've tried to brush everything off like, yeah, no big deal. You know what I mean? You, you always try to do that. But, um, I would say within the first week of me working in that cornfield, the first year, um, I had a ladder set up at a, um, basically a giant wishing well. I was probably there about two o'clock in the morning, um, running lighting, lighting. That's the only time you can do it is at night. You know what I mean? There's just no way you can do it any other time. Mm-hmm. So when I got done with doing that, I left my ladder sit right there. My son was with me. Um, you know, um, we left and I come back the next day and my ladder is not there, you know? So I go to the owners of the farm. Now this is kind of new. We, we barely even know each other yet. You know, we, we, our relationship's less than two months old, you know? And I said, listen, I said, did one of your workers take my ladder out of the field? He said, no, why would someone do that? I said, I don't know. I said, you know, I just thought maybe, you know, someone picked the ladder out of the field. I don't know. So he goes, no, no, no. So a week later, he goes, hey, did you ever find that ladder? I said, no, man, I did not find that ladder yet. He goes, ah, you're part of it. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just not doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So probably about a week after that, uh, we were running um, some electricity and my son come across the ladder. It was probably about 50 yards through a maze of paths away. And um, it was still set up an A-frame sitting inside the corn. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. So that, um, that yeah, was. That would be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? This is this is real. You know what I mean? And then um, I would say maybe a week later. Uh, there was me, my son, and a good friend of mine. We were also down there late at night running wiring. And um, I had my speaker sitting on top of my truck, Bluetooth speaker, listening to music out through the field. Out of the blue, thing says, I'm powering off. That's what the speaker, you know, said, I'm powering down. And the speaker will shut off. So the speaker shut off. I said, ah, battery's dead. No big deal. So we continue to work. Probably about a half hour later, speaker says, powering on. Mm-hmm. Goes back to playing music again, like nothing would oh, ever happen. <laughs> now, at this time, now a lot of people who are listening to my show tonight <laughs> will say, um, that could it have been some type of electric problem, um, something in the wiring? Well, actually, yeah. the speaker's just it, it's battery operated, you know. What I mean, it, okay. it's a charged speaker, you know, because I mean? that's why I thought the battery was dead on it. Well, you know, for a fact that spirits they absorb the energy like that you know right I mean? yes you know and, yes um, um i have more stories about um so when i was trying to run wire through this cornfield i was trying to figure out a creative way to run wire through a cornfield very impossible so what i came up with was using a piece of kite string my drone and i would run the string from section to section to be able to pull the wire through the corn um I've used my drone for years. I've never had a problem with my drone. Mm-hmm. I go to leave the field with my drone, set it on the ground, about in the dead middle of the field. I fire it up. I start to lift off the ground with the drone. 
And the drone, if I didn't have a car pulled of the string, the drone would have been gone. I mean, it just acted crazy, shot to the right and was just, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was really, really crazy. Um, I had to grab the drone physically and flip it upside down. That's how you shut drones down. Okay. And um, I actually got shut down. But I mean, if I wouldn't have had a string on it, who knows where it would have been. You know what I mean? Uh, um, we were, we were talking about, you know, on, on through messenger the other day. Hey, Kason, good to see you, buddy. Um, you said that some of the people that worked with you actually saw something that wasn't there. Would you like to share that story? Oh, yes. Uh, quite a few actors. Um, Ashley's one of them that's actually watching the show tonight. Um, she's the one that actually sees a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Ashley has a sense for this stuff, I, I believe. You know, okay. um, She says she sees people all the time. Um, okay. They were just there the other day after we've talked. They were in there broad daylight um, inside a greenhouse, two doors, one on each end. And they were cleaning up our, that's where we keep most of our stuff in one of these greenhouses. And out of the blue, the back door swung completely wide open. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, hello, Mr. Moho. Mr. Moho is the guy that owned the farm years before the dude has owned the farm. Oh, so okay. um, the door opened and closed and she just went about her things. But um, not only has she talked about Mr. Moho, Andrew Duda has also talked about Mr. Moho. Mark Duda has also talked about Mr. Moho. Um, the, the guy that owned the property before actually had a mine on the property where he was digging on his own coal. Okay. Um, so I actually took and built a mine shaft where you walk inside and it's actually called Moho mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So pretty neat. Um, another time, a uh, good friend of mine, he is the chainsaw guy there. We all call him piggy. And, um, <laughs> piggy. Okay. he tells me a story. Now he's a very backwards, quiet guy. Um, He's very truthful. You know, there's this no bull, bull crap about him. And out of the blue, he tells me that he was chasing somebody down through the cornfield that completely just disappeared. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's like not really into all this. And he was like, that shocked me, dude. <laughs> he, he, he was chasing something, somebody that wasn't there. It just, yeah, it just, yeah, he just disappeared. You know what I mean? How about you? Have you seen any uh, apparitions or anything? I haven't seen anything personally besides, you know, the ladder moving or the speaker or, you know, my drone. Um, I, I haven't seen any silhouettes or anything yet. Um, about two weeks ago, Mark Duda sent me a message asking me if I was over at the farm um, working on anything. And I said, no, I'm not over. I didn't go over there. And we have a bar. We have a bar set up inside the cornfield. Now, this is probably about two acres into a cornfield that no one would be at. Um, everything was unplugged as it was unplugged for the season. And mm. Mark sends me a video of the bar completely up and running. Um, the lights are going, the stereo is going, all the mannequins are going. Um, somebody was just having mean, a good time. <laughs> what do you mean about the mannequins were going? Were they moving? Well, I have, I have animatronics in there and uh, they were, okay. they were running too. I mean, everything was plugged in and just running like it was a regular business night. Holy crap, man! That 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 would be like really cool to see. Yeah, I still um, I still think Mark probably thinks I was a part of that, <laughs> but I definitely was not. <laughs> is there any uh, questions from anybody in the chat rooms that would like to talk to Roy? Ask him a question about the uh, the haunted. I call it the haunted farm. 
I mean, oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely the haunted farm. (laughs) Okay. So it's not just into where the cornfield is or, but is it like all through the, Oh, it's through the whole farm. It's through the whole property. It's through the whole property. Yeah. Yeah. People have seen things through the whole property. Have you done any research on the property that was there? No, I have not. Have have Mark or Andrew do any research on that? Um, no, not as not as far as if there's any burial grounds or anything like that. Um, I did talk to Mark the other night after I talked to you, and he did say that there was some um, Indian burial grounds with less than a mile away from the farm that he knows of for sure. Okay, now Kason just said my buddy from. Uh, Sri Lanka, he says, is it on a Native American burial ground? It's not on the case, and it's like a couple miles away, you know, from the farm itself. But, you know, even though it's not exactly on the, on, the farm is on the burial ground, it was it's pretty close. So all that energy, you know what I mean, coming from your wires, coming from the farm, you know, it it's just like it seems like that the, the spirits there really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I think um I think I definitely lived them up, yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? and, I think um, I did. So these ideas that you come up with, um I'm just more fascinated about the paranormal activity that happens down there. Um right. Because ever since we chatted, uh, it, 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 you know, got my mind going. You know what I mean? I saw some of the pictures of the cornfield. And, I mean, that's pretty crazy. It looks like a freaking UFO. You know, when he, the spaceships come down and they make their you know, right. crop circles. And oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. What yeah. goes into making a maze? Do they grow the corn and they cut it down from there? What? I mean, so what we do is we start about July 4th or July 5th. We uh, Mark will plant the corn. Um, I, I may be planting it this year. I actually learned how to drive a tractor uh, this year and stuff. <laughs> I'm a city boy and just learning all this farming now. Um, definitely have a, a respect for farmers to, to no end. Um, mm-hmm. No one works as hard as a farmer does. <laughs> they really? just don't. No. Ah. They do not. You know what, what I mean? They- Mm-hmm. So my friend Kaysen said, and this is a good question for you, is there a running water source close to the field or close to the um, farm? Um, there's a creek. There's a creek, maybe I'd say 50 yards to the left of the to the to the left of the field. Um, pretty much that's all I know. I mean, now you know on the backside of the field there also is a you know giant hillside, so you got water running off that hillside constantly. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So yeah, because also so water is like a conduit for spirits. You know, yeah, okay. They're just like really attracted to water. It's just like you got the perfect place for the perfect cotton down there. Yeah. Know? I mean, and, you know, it uh, just so happens that um this all worked out perfectly and and um what's happening now with the spirit the spirits and everything is just blowing my mind. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, I worked at other farms building haunted houses. And I've never had these experiences that I'm having now. Okay. And um, so what actually, now these other haunted houses that you built, okay. Did you have any other paranormal experiences at the places that you were building other haunted houses? 
Not that I can recall of any. No? No. No. Oh, wow. No. And I mean, um, the other one, the other one I worked for that they were half was in the woods and I was in the woods at three o'clock, two o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, um, all by myself, you know, never felt uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Never felt like anybody was watching me. Uh, you put me in this cornfield and I feel like somebody's watching me all the time. Wow. That, 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 that'd be creepy. You know, <laughs> now, um, Kaysen said, Kaysen, honest to God, and he wants to know, if there was any ley line crossings, do you know? You know any what? Ley lines. Um, no, we don't know, Case. So maybe somebody no. in the chat room would know what the ley line is around that area. And um, no, so we don't know nothing about it. But I'm sure if there 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 could be case. And I mean, there's just I mean that if you look at the property, if you go on um in Google uh do this farm. Okay, um, you'll see pictures, and my God, it's huge, dude. You know, and you can kind of like get a feel for all the paranormal activity that could um, be there. You know what I mean? And not just spirits, buddy. I need to tell you this. Um, what is that? Westmoreland County down there? What is that? Green, Washington. Uh, the closest would be um, Green County or, or Washington okay. County. Okay, now here's the deal. All right, now on this show, and I know a lot of people out there who listen to my show, Bigfoot. You know, did you ever hear of the Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you ever heard of, like, knockings on, on a tree? Have you heard any type of sounds coming from the woods that you do not know what was there oh i've heard plenty i mean do i always just brush them off yeah pretty much i always just brush them off um i got a job to do and if i if i focused on that i'm definitely not getting a job done you know well yeah i understand that but knowing that you're out there two o'clock in the morning and you hear some creature yelling and screaming and hitting trees with wood you know with oh it's it's definitely um things you hear um will definitely raise the hair on your back of your neck i mean it's 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 unbelievable like you said you're out there by yourself um you know usually at two three o'clock in the morning nothing's moving you know what i mean it's just dead silence it's just dead silence and when you do hear something move you're like what is that you know what i mean i'm sure they got beer down there and i'm sure they got all kinds of animals. Oh yeah, there's bear, there's um, you know, there's coyote, there's deer. I mean, there's there's tons of deer. <laughs> now, yeah. with it being down on the farm, I'm sure you can see all the stars up in the skies. Oh, right? it's it's unbelievable. Matter of fact, um, last year, me and my, a couple of my friends, we were setting up a projector, and I did like a drive-in movie uh, scene for uh, Hayride. And um, you're up on top of this field. I mean, like you said, you see all the stars and everything. We were blown away. We thought we seen a UFO, but here, unfortunately, it was Elon Musk's um, Starlink. <laughs> how, how do you know? Um, we've seen it several times after that. Yeah, you I mean, know. oh, I, I mean, you never do know. I mean, you you have no idea. Um, it was pretty wild, though. I mean, it, it caught us off guard, and um, it was very it was very unique. It definitely was. So, so you saw Starlink, but have you? I mean, there is so much in the paranormal field. And when we say paranormal, we're not just talk, talking. Lots of shooting stars, too. 
a lot of shooting stars. You know, oh yeah, lots, lot lots of, of shooting stars. <laughs> a lot of wishes there. But, yeah, but how do you know they're not something else? Oh, you don't. Yeah, That's you right. have no idea. I mean, you, you you know, you you think what something is, you just don't know. You know. Um, so Kason says sorry for the twenty questions. Oh, he's uh, good. Tell Casey no problem. Hey, Carrie Wayne, good to see you. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, little major update um, on the show. Uh, I got my friend Roy White here, and he is in charge of the Duda Haunted Farm. And what I mean by that is that he actually builds a haunted corn maze for the farm. And uh, we were just going over um, some of the stuff about how he, how, how do you do it? How do you start off? You got your four acres of field, right? Who, who goes in and makes the maze? Mark That's actually, what, what we do is me and Mark, we'll take a couple aerial shots with my drone. And um, Mark is the mastermind behind that. Mark gets on his um, riding lawnmower and he takes the map in with him and he creates it. And I mean, he does one heck of a job. Um, the first year was pretty easy because there was no structures in there. Last year, I put structures in there and I mean, he hit the mark every time. <laughs> Did he? Now, yeah. When somebody say like me going into that maze or in, like Cindy or Casey or anybody who is in the chat room right now or Carrie Glenn, um, what if they just get really freaked out and they just can't go on anymore? Are there certain escapes? Um, there's that there's no escapes. Um, it's four acres. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no way to put escapes. If you put escapes, um, when you cut corn when it's green, fine and dandy. stays nice, tight, close. Uh, if you cut a hole through a corn and it turns brown after that, the hole becomes gigantic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that narrow little path that you put through it, that's only a foot wide, will be three foot wide by the end of the season. So really? it's really hard to do that. Um, I instruct my actors. Um, we go through this all the time. Um, if somebody needs help, they radio me. Do not help them. Do not break character. Um, you're paid to come to see a show, and that's what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I'm the person that's going to bring you out of there if you need to be brought out of there. How, um, what is your, the address down there? This guy wants, um, to check, uh, out the, um, lay lines. He's going to look it up for me. Um, what's the address? Uh, right off the top of my head. I cannot think of it. Okay. Creek road in Brownsville, 157 Creek road, Brownsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. 157 Creek. Yep. Creek road. Creek. Creek Road, Brownsville. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert, Dr. Heath Havey. Season one relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. PA. What's the zip on that? I'm not really sure. I'm sorry okay, about we'll, that. We'll just go with that. Here it is, Case, and anybody else that's in the room, too, that would like to check, you know, do a little bit of Googling. Um, here it is. It's very so, eerie down there. We are um, where the farm sits. It that kind of sits down inside a valley. Um, phone reception's terrible down there. Um, there's just a list of things that that, that that happens at that farm, whether it's um, being down in that valley or other things are bothering it. Um, okay. There's de definitely very terrible phone service there, you know, and I can see a tower from there. So it's kind of crazy. Oh, okay. Just the name. He didn't catch it. All right. All right, buddy. I'm, I'm getting to you. Uh, so what other interesting things happened down there, buddy? What other interesting stuff has happened on the farm? Um, you know, I, w I wish uh, we need to have another show and bring a couple of these. Um, you know, I'd like to bring Ashley and Mark on with me. Um, they have a lot more stories, you know. Um, okay. I already retained so many of the stories, you know. Okay, but tonight's all about you and your home. I understand. Stuff. So, yeah. Um, sure as far we'll as going into you. building it and how I build it, um, every year is different. I do not like to be the same. Um, you will never see the same scene twice. Um, everything comes off the top of my head. I I, I just think of it and, and create it. You know, I don't I don't even do drawings. No. No, I do oh. no drawings. I've never I've never done any drawings. Uh, I'm terrible at drawings. I'm terrible at writing things down. Um, I just go with it. Okay. Well, see, when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, about 25, 26, I used to be with the Upper St. Clair JCs, and they used to hold a haunted house over there down there in Brisbane. Okay. On the hill. And uh, I ran it. I mean, literally ran it. So I, I know I, I can see the excitement that you have for doing it because at one point in time in my life, I had that excitement. Yeah. You know, and uh, just. And it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just, you know, building stuff and getting that. You have to wait, paint actors and you got to get insurance and you got Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous thing that happens. You know, it may only be 15 nights a year, but um, it takes all year to make that 15 nights happen successfully. Now on the haunted hayride that you guys have down there, are you, do you have um, actors for that haunted hayride oh yes night? yes there's actors all the way through um there's several scenes um i'll speak of a couple scenes because they were actually there last year um last year i i built scenes on I, I built a lot of my scenes where they were level with the hay wagon um i always thought you know when people get on a hay wagon they feel secure you know no one can get to them so they feel a lot more comfortable they don't get scared as easy Right. So I come up with the idea, hey, let's build these scenes on platforms. So when this hay wagon pulls up, they're level with them. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, so it, it brings a whole nother factor to it. Um, the actors, the actors are so important. 
I mean, you can have the most money in the world. You can invest all the money you want into your haunted attraction. But if you do not have the relationship with your actors, it's not going to happen. You know, they are a huge part of it. You know, very, very big part of it. And um, I'm so grateful that through the years that I've, you know, these kids that worked for me um, are now adults and they were actually out of the Halloween business completely. And once I got this going, they came right back. You know, I have people that, that call off very successful jobs to be there for me. (laughs) Oh my God. That's that. Now that's good. Um, Hey, Daniel McIntyre. What's up, brother? Good to see you, brother. Thank you for stopping in tonight. Hope the family's doing okay. Um, how do you go by getting actors? Do you put something out on it? Uh, what, what do we do? We do a, um, last year we did a casting call and what I did was did a thing in the summertime, invited people down to the farm. I had, you know, a cookout for all these people and, um, we had them sign up, um, see how they acted, ran them through a couple paces. Um, I have a couple of my, you know, my actors that worked with me for all these years, um actually now you know uh, they have titles one one actually runs the maze they're both sisters and then the sister runs the hayride and then the sister's husband that runs the hayride he also is the actor manager his name's lance um he's phenomenal um he puts he's going to put these kids through to your paces you know so either they make it through him or they're not going to be there (laughs) okay so do you actually sit down and interview the kids or the people um, yes, we actually to. sit down, we'll interview, have a face-to-face, see how you react. I know people were shy. Um, I'm camera shy too. Um, but we, we, you know, once I, I try to tell everybody, once you put a mask on, no one knows who you are, you know, so you get to be the most free you've ever been in your life, you know, right, right. And, and you get to enjoy it. And, and we've had some kids that showed up there last year that, you know, very backwards um that's just this day and age now everything's you know over the internet everything's you know it's not face to face no more you know um they did extremely well you know once once we got them made up and you know makeup on sent them out and we were blown away you know how some of these kids acted you know and it was mm-hmm. very very good uh, my friend carrie lynn uh she said her youngest son did some of his volunteer high school hours by being an actor for a haunted rail museum. He loved it. That's cool. Thank you for yeah. sharing that here. Yeah, I try to I try to tell everybody. Um, I try to get everybody in it. You, you know, you you ran one before. You know, if you can get per, people one time to act for you, most people fall in love with it. You know, yeah, they, they love yeah, it. They, 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 yeah, they just they love do. it. It's it's like an addiction. It's like tattoos. I mean, it's just it's just a great addiction. It's an adrenaline rush. You know, when you're on the other side of scaring somebody, it's just it's a fantastic oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> Absolutely, I could tell you a story. You know, I when I worked in the haunted house, but uh, <laughs> it was funny. I was playing Dracula laying in the coffin, right? Yeah. And I had two female vampires. You know, I'm laying in the coffin, right? And the way the lighting was on me. It, it really looked like I was dead, right? So right. You could you could hear this dude walking down the hall, trying to be big and bad and protecting his girlfriend and stuff like that. <laughs> and he came up to the coffin, like being an ass that he was, and he said, "Ah, you're not real." And I just opened up my eyes, and that boy peed his pants that night. Oh, oh yeah. Serious. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's always it's always the one that brag walking in. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it, you can spot him from a mile away. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, hi, Robin. 
my friend Robin Keller says a very interesting show, and she said she might have to check it out. You Thank know, you. So, mm-hmm. And but to me, I I think what you are doing is like totally awesome. Thank um, you. Kind of like giving back to the community, Donner. Oh yeah, we we are. Little, we we are so that is our motive that 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 is the whole thing you know what i mean it's it's for the younger generation it gives them a place to come and hang out and be safe and and not have to worry you know um mm-hmm. we need that more in this life you know we need that you know we definitely do yeah i mean it's like not too it's not a good life no <laughs> so funny sean that's my fun that's my friend cindy and a lot of the people that are here in the chat room are from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, you know, uh, okay. around, or all around. Somewhere. Hey, tell them and they'll have to come check out Blood Flesh no, July 13th. You know, they're going to have to do that. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I have vendors coming in. Um, I have a place called, I don't know if you, you ever heard of it, it's called Coffin Coffee. Um, yeah, this guy, yeah, I've heard about it. I hear they got okay. coffee. I yeah, and he pulls, he, pulls his thing, he pulls his trailer around with a hearse. Ah, sweet. So we got that coming. Um, we got some local artists coming and setting up booths. Um, we're letting everybody do this for free. Everybody's getting the setup for free. Um, this is to help the community and help us too. You know what I mean? It, it's about everybody. Because I know Bronzeville's like not not too not not extravagant to live in. You know? No, I mean, not at all. It's not, <laughs> no, there's fact, nothing. There's nothing for this younger generation to do around here. You know, uh, no, no, um, because I've done a couple investigations down there in Brownsville. And uh, okay. I, I was like, wow, crazy. Isn't Brownsville, they got the railroad system going on down there. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I know Carnegie was down, Andrew Carnegie and his uh, stuff, and his, um, the trains, the rails were going through there. So if you look at it, right, Carnegie was down there. Um, and, 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 like the Carnegie libraries, the, mu- the Carnegie libraries are so damn haunted around here. Right. And the one down in the haunted, the most haunted Carnegie library, everyone's saying it's over in Homestead, but it isn't. It's the one down in Bronzeville, man. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, you talk about a haunted joint. That That's haunted. Uh, <laughs> Cindy says uh, we should all meet up and go, Sean Kelly and Laura Christine. Yes, we could. Uh, that would be a good idea. And Kaysen says, yeah, Sean, lying inside a coffin wearing Dracula's garb. Yeah, it, it was something. The teeth kind of hurt. I had to go out and buy my own teeth for that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, the, things you do, the things you do to scare people. <laughs> you know, well, but just looking at my old, my old face here now, you know starting to look like you know frosty the snowman you know that yeah i mean eye. i mean if i if i know if i'm ever going to do a christmas theme i'm definitely getting you a santa claus <laughs> <laughs> now okay so you were saying back to the paranormal part of, of the farm um were there any people that have gone through the maze as customers experience any type of paranormal activity that happened in there um, we have people say that they seen people that, um, they're like, Hey, you had an actor here. And I'm like, um, nah, we didn't, <laughs> you know, okay. there was definitely no actor there. Um, they would say there's more actors than what there was. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. definitely. You know, and um, so I, they- I don't know what they, I don't know what freaks them out the most. I mean, as soon as they walk in that cornfield, you know, different people are accepted to different things. And, um, 
when they walk out, it just blows my mind. It really does. I mean, you know, it's one thing for children to walk out, but to have adults walk out and freak out and say, we're done. We're going home. You know what I mean? Not ask for their money back. No, nothing. We're done. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, that's definitely a different experience. What? It's just the fun. I'm just really, really interested. Now, everybody, I need to tell you that, uh, Roy did give me a call and he said um, he would like to have a paranormal group down there. Um, <laughs> Kaysen says, next time you do the crazy Santa, Sean, I will do the crazy one. Carrie Wynn says it takes six hours for her to get there. Come on down, Carrie Wynn. A lot of good hotels down around here. That's but, right. Uh, so Roy told me that he was uh, looking for a paranormal group to go down there and as everybody knows that i retired pps but what i came up with the idea and i'm going to throw it by you roy is i'm since it's a four acre or how big how many acres on that farm oh the acres on the farm it's over um the main farm i'd say it's probably close to 75 acres okay so what i want to plan on doing and if there's anybody out there that um that is listening to the show or in the chat room if you got a paranormal group of some sort i want to get like four or five different paranormal groups down there for a one night investigation yeah heck yeah man let's you do know, it so, i mean so if you guys are interested please send me a message in facebook to the pittsburgh paranormal society facebook page and i mean if you got a group if you know any groups i want to go i know a couple i'm gonna ask please get in touch with me so i can set this up i was talking to roy earlier and i want to send uh set this investigation in march because people know to go out in the field in february you're freezing it's raining it's cold and it's muddy and all you do do they have animals on there um they have a few but not not too many all right, because I'll tell you what scared the crap out of me, a donkey. That, they scared. have a couple of donkeys. <laughs> oh, God, they scared the crap out of me. They, <laughs> they seem so calm, cold, and collective, but boy, i tell you what, they scream and yell, and they make the scariest noise. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, God. you can hear a donkey from a long, long distance. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we have the field to set up in. Um, you know, we can take a hayride and I can drop you off through the hayride routes. Um, the hayride snakes around the farm down into a valley, um, back up into other fields. So, yeah, there's definitely lots of room where we could spread everybody out to uh, do their thing. Yeah. And I think that would be a great because my last week's show, I had it on paranormal unity. OK, where groups uh, work together. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think this would be a very good thing to do to get four or five groups to work together. You know, their group take that part of the field, that other part of the field. But, I, you know, this question just popped into my head. All right. Now, since it's a big farm, all right, and I'm sure there's a lot of crazy people down there around that area. Do you have any type of protection for you guys for for your um for the people who work on the farm for you do you know what i mean is there do you have like people that go on the outside of the farm and protect 
I'm I'm the protector. <laughs> I am the one that watches over everybody. You're you're the one that covers four acres of corn. Yes, sir. I covered a four acres of cornfield and the hayride and everything. I I, I um nonstop move all night. That's insane, dude. That's yeah. crazy. Insane. I mean, that's that's how I did the other the other haunted attraction I worked at. Um, we did that for like 15 years before they brought in the security. Um, I was always just, you know, the guy, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, sometimes if you get the wrong people in there, they cause more trouble than good. You know, um, I've seen it with the other haunted attraction. They got security guys get in there and and some people like to wear a badge and think they're Superman. And it's just on how you talk to people. You know, you 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 got to you got to talk right. You know, you, you can't ingress things. You got to try to degress things. Um, we Elizabeth Myers says it would be awesome to be involved with an investigation. Yeah, come on down, Leah. Even if you don't belong to a group and you want to come along, please come down. And for people who really want to kind of like start being involved in the paranormal field, you know, come on down because this would be the best place to go to. Yeah. You know? We'll set up some bonfires and it'll definitely be a nice time on the farm, you know? And Ashley Gregor says, uh, that's, that's need... Ashley. That's the one that yeah. actually sees a lot of the stuff. Well, Ashley, would you like to come on the show later on down the road? I would really like to have you on there. Uh, anytime we need anything, we just call Roy. <laughs> and Kason said a medium would be great too, you know? And, and that's true. Have you, have the Duda brothers or you have a medium come in? Well, the medium would be Ashley, right? Knowing that yeah. Ashley said, sure, should be more than happy to come on the show. That would be awesome. But, um, you, you know, I'm sure there, case and honest to God, there's a lot of, you know, each paranormal group has at least one or two mediums in their group. So, yeah, there would be a lot. Of, there would be mediums. Done. But I can't stress this enough. If you want to come down and do the investigation, it's going to be sometime in March. Please come on down and enjoy. enjoy. Have a big cookout. Ashley says, uh, I'd love to come help with the investigation. There's an open, open door, open invitation to everybody. That would be really great to hear. You know, yes, I, mean, I would really, really. Well, we it. feel the same way you do. Um, with me just starting this two years ago, this year we actually invited all the haunted attractions around us, which there is a lot, um, to come and see our to see our um, our production. Um, I don't feel like there's competition. Um, everybody's different. Everybody gives their different interpretation to everything. Um, so we're we're just open arms with everybody. You know, we we, we don't we don't want to um, push back on anybody. We're not trying to take anybody's you know deal or or fame or whatever. We just we just want to make our place and we want to you know I mean have it with everybody else too. Oh, exactly. And I mean, in the paranormal field, there is some not no there's a lot of not so much paranormal unity. Each one has a different ego. Not an ego, but I'm saying. And I'm praying and hoping that this would make the opportunity for right. it to happen to yeah. let the paranormals grow. Uh, Leah says, uh, let me know, Roy, and I'll come. Roy is one of the best around here to work for when it comes to haunts. He's like the dad of the haunt. 
<laughs> you got yourself a new title there, brother. Oh, I know, man. You know, um, I, I've never liked titles. Um, with that other haunted house that I built, I was always in the background. Uh, my name was never on anything. Um, I, I, I just never worried about that. My, I, I, I get excited when I stand in the background and watch people get scared. You know, I mean, that's my excitement. Is that your excitement? <laughs> you have know? you ever had any not fatalities, but have you ever? have customers that walk through your haunted attractions that got hurt and, um know. never got hurt um just you know most of the time it's just people um you know they'll slip and fall maybe get a little muddy um take it a little bit too far you know um problem is that everybody just try, you know a lot of people try to act like bullies you know and um you know you know you, you know these kids that that do these haunted attractions some of them are younger and you know they want to smack them or hit them or it's so crazy um for the last 20 years me just standing you know i always stand back no one ever knows who i am even when i'm there you know i mean i'm just standing back and um you hear people talk in line you know oh i'm gonna beat this person up they touch me and this and that and i try to tell my actors all the time let it go they're paying for this you know if 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 they want to pay to have a bad experience go for it you know my thing is either scare them or gross them out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's what we're here to do now I know when I worked at a, at the haunted houses over in Bridgeville, um, and we overheard somebody talking like that in um, in in line, we would go and tell the actors to watch out for this person. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're we're all mic'd up. Everybody has a radio. Um, I I know of things. Uh, it's so funny. The first year we were opened, um, we had somebody come through from another haunted attraction that tried to scalp some of my actors, like tried to get them to work for them. Um, right. Before then, people even made it out of the maze. I was waiting at the end of the maze and said, "Hey, I heard what you were doing." Oh no, I said, "Listen, <laughs> you know what I mean? We I hear everything. You know, um, right. we are all mic'd up. We are all in communication constantly. You know, um, you know from from the guy that drives the hay wagon." to the guy that's standing at the end of the line collecting tickets. We all, we're all mic'd up. Now, let me ask you this. You said that you have a bar on the farm, correct? Uh, it, the, the bar was actually in the cornfield, yeah. I mean, it was just a um, a bar that I built, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's no drink in there or nothing like that, right? No. Um, actually, though, in July, um, July for Bloodfest, we are actually bringing in a local um, fire company that's going to set up and sell their beverages there um they they actually have permits they to to be able to sell alcohol so we teamed up with you know we wanted a local fire company to do that with us you know Um, i have a i have a really good feeling roy that what you're doing for the dudas in bronzeville man is just gonna take off and 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 explode it's gonna make life really really thank you i I just got a really good feeling about this that's that's what we're trying for you know i mean um you know i I appreciate what the dudas did for me. I, I'm helping them just as much as they're helping me. That's for sure. I mean, um, they didn't know me out of the blue, and they, they took with me, they they just opened up their whole farm to me. You know, what I mean, it was just right off the bat. Whatever you need, Roy, here it is. You know, and oh, um, that's what made it all happen. You know, it, it, you know, if anybody has pushback with you, it's just harder and harder to make things happen. Um, right. If you could just one phone call and boom, it's happening. It's happening. And and Mark and Andrew, they are the people. I mean. You got anybody around this area needs to support that farm for their vegetables. I mean, like I said, these are very, very good people. Um, that that I'm, it really sounds like, and in fact, 
you know, maybe down the road we'll, we'll probably have them come on the show, you know. Oh, yes, and, definitely. Um, and just talk about their form because also besides Tuesday night, I have a Sunday night show. Okay. And um, and my Sunday night shows are laid back shows. You know okay. what I mean? They're laid back. Yeah. And, um, but the hardcore, you know, topics that we do come on Tuesday night, but right. the laid back shows are on. Yeah, it would so just be I, good to talk about the local farm for sure. You know what I mean? Um, oh, what yeah, they go absolutely. through everyday struggles. I mean, it, like I said, it's it's unbelievable. Got to got to give them some uh, some love and some. Yes, you know, they're the ones that feed us. You know what I mean? Without them, we're gonna right. starve. Now I need to tell you, uh, Roy, that this show tonight is on Roku Television. Oh, okay. okay. And you are all over the world. Oh, wow. Uh, so tell, yeah. I'm glad you told me towards the end here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't want to scare you, but <laughs> right. there are I got people you. In, in China, Australia, New Zealand, New oh, wow. uh, England listening to the show tonight. Some people. Awesome. So, so I didn't want to tell you to scare you, but uh, how can people, again, thank you, Roy, for coming on the show. Tonight. Thank you. I really, truly appreciate it. And how could, how can people get a hold of you? Easiest way, go to Duda's Haunted Farm.com. I mean, Duda's Haunted Farm on Facebook. Um, that's uh, It goes right to me. Anybody ever wants to send me a message, whether they want to work for me, uh, want to know the dates, what's going on, no problem. I'm glad to talk to anybody. Okay, I'm typing that right now into the chat. Duda's Haunted Farm. Duda's Haunted Farm. Oh, farm? Okay. Yeah. F-A-C-B-B-O-O-K. And uh, let me go this way. Take the S out of that. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm putting it into um, the chat room here. Okay. Now, uh, my friend Kaysen says, if it's legal over there, opening a cannabis bar would be great. Because <laughs> weed is <laughs> that, That's another weed. subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny what he said here. If it's legal over there, opening a cannabis bar would be great. Because uh, weed is a good medium for contacting the other side. That's funny, dude. But listen, tell him that's that's definitely weed is definitely the miracle. Um, I don't even want to call it a drug because it's just no. not. You know what I mean? But it's it, it's the miracle plant. That's for sure. But Roy, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Um, we'll have you back next month. We'll keep in contact and. Uh, Again, thank you for coming on and sharing your experience and stuff with you. Okay? Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate right, it. Brother. Have a good night. You too. Bye. So, everybody, I hope you all enjoyed the show tonight. It was great. I, I mean, you know, like I, I really, truly believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, there's no such thing as coincidences. Um this Sunday coming up for the show. I don't know what the topic's going to be, but um, when it, Sunday comes, it comes. But I know Tuesday night, next Tuesday, I'm going to have my friend Michael Anthony come on again, and we're going to, you know, talk some pretty, pretty interesting things. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that too. Um, I want to thank uh, UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi for having having me. And um, 
you know, do the show on. I want to again thank Carnation. And I want to thank everybody here who is in the chat room and everybody listening tonight. Children, if you can, please go to your parents. Give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children. Give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And if you don't have no parents, if you don't have no children, find a friend to give them a hug. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And everybody, good night. Have a good night. And I will see you next Sunday.